When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck here with my main man, Clay. Big stories to get to, the aftermath of the horrific suicide bombing attack yesterday, the Biden administration... Addressing it, not sure that Joe Biden did anything to calm nerves for a lot of people watching his speech last night. We will dive into that together. Plus, you have the Supreme Court striking down the obviously flatly unconstitutional, I mean, blatantly lawless extension of a eviction moratorium, or really the new eviction moratorium that they created. Now, that's gone now, so landlords finally have the right to their property again. And then last night, uh, Lieutenant Byrd of the Capitol Hill Police came out to explain why he shot Ashley Babbitt in the neck, uh, despite the fact that she was unarmed. She was on the other side of what was still a locked door. Uh, he gave his explanation for use of force. Lester Holt gave him a very favorable in, uh, interview over on NBC. And Clay and I will be discussing that. But first, you have... President Joe Biden yesterday addressing the nation, and it it really honestly seemed like you had someone who in many ways represented in visual form the decline of U.S. power and prestige on the world stage. Biden seemed tired, befuddled, weak, confused, not what you want from a commander in chief after a mass casualty attack like the one that occurred yesterday, 170 is the most recent number we have seen in terms of casualties. Um, it was even more than anticipated, 170 deaths, 32, um, uh, I'm sorry, 132 others still unidentifiable in terms of whether we're talking about men, women, children. It's an absolute grisly, horrific scene there. And we lost 13 
of our own 13 United States military personnel on this mission. Here is Joe Biden after this happens. First of all, telling everybody that, sorry, after a war, people get left behind. We're going to continue to try to get you out. It matters. Look, I know of no conflict as a student of history, no conflict where when a war was ending, one side was able to guarantee that everyone they wanted to be extracted from that country would get out. And think about it, folks. I think it's important. I know the American people get this in their gut. So we're going to leave people behind, it seems to me, Clay. It's just a question of who. This is what Joe Biden is saying after what happened yesterday. Buck, I I hate that this is the situation we're in on so many different levels. But Joe Biden seems to me, and I know a lot of you out there as well, every time I see him speak, it's as if he is aged and deteriorated further. I, I don't know whether he's going to be able to make it for years, arguably other than people who have died in office in their first eight months, Buck. Since Joe Biden is a student of history, I am as well. I can't think of a presidency that has been worse in its first eight months than Joe Biden's. Now, you had some guys you know, get pneumonia when they were giving their inaugural address and end up dying unhealthy, in their first eight months, certainly. But this is this is really, I, I think, even for the most dyed-in-the-wool Democrat believer, you can't watch Joe Biden speak right now and think to yourself, this is a guy who's got over three years left in the presidency. Because we look, look, look at the pictures of guys who are relatively young in the 21st century who have gone, gone into office. George W. Bush. Barack Obama, Bill Clinton bridging into the 21st century. Obviously, Trump only served one term. They age. The presidency is such a weight on your shoulders that for a 78-year-old Joe Biden buck, I mean, are you with me that you look at him, and, and this is not even analyzing necessarily the politics, but just looking at him physically, I don't see how he's going to be able to stand up for over three more years in the most difficult job in all of the country. And to say nothing of his decision-making or any of those things, just physically and mentally, I don't think he's got the wherewithal to be president over three more years. He was never impressive. This is the part of it that I think gets left behind. It's not as though Joe Biden is the aging political genius or rock star or whatever it may be he was just a been around a long time played the game the way he had to to keep his senate seat in delaware guy and now he's been thrust into this role i mean i i think it was he was in some ways perfect maybe to be the vice president because the the obama administration didn't want anybody who was going to over you know overshadow or, or create That's a right. real challenge they weren't going to let hillary clinton be the vice president and so that's, though, where what happens now is we see that Joe Biden is in this role. He is the president, and he's supposed to be projecting not only calm and command to the American people, but let's be honest, an air of menace to our enemies. I mean, we're the enemies of the United States are supposed to think this is a guy we don't want to cross. And here's where he 
made his pitch that, you know, we're essentially going to going to come after you and we're not going to allow this to go without uh, reprisal. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. I will defend our interests and our people with every measure at my command. Clay, two things on this. The First of all, to our conversation about how this president is, is doing and appears in the role. And I, I agree with you. And I've... I've always said this. I don't like, you know, I try to avoid, you know, people will call him, you know, the, you know, the, the dementia patient uh, president. Or something. You know, that's really serious stuff. But he's the commander in chief. He's got to be in the role. So he is deteriorating in a way we could see. And, and for any normal person, I mean, for any normal situation, you just, you'd feel sorry. You'd want people to take care of this guy. Yes. Instead, he's been thrust upon us as the commander in chief. So I don't think that it comes across in the way it's supposed to, as this is a guy who our enemies feel like is going to make that decision at, you know, the 3 a.m. phone call in a way that um, will make our enemies feel like they're on notice and that there will be consequences. But beyond that, Clay, going after what? We're going to track down ISIS-K or whatever element of jihadism did this. That does nothing for the next four days, right? First of all, we're not going to track him down in the next four days. We don't have the assets to do it. We don't have the the attention or the time right now. We got to get Americans out. But I mean, bringing this up, it just felt so hollow as soon as he said it. I watched this buck, and it felt like somebody was trying to play a role, and they didn't have the acting chops to pull it off. And I know a little bit about not having the acting chops to pull it off because I'm the worst actor of all time. We do we do skits uh, for our television show on FS1, and everybody else on the show makes fun of me because I can't memorize lines. I can say exactly what I think unscripted, but as soon as you start having me memorize lines, I fall apart. And it felt like Joe Biden was trying to play a role in the way that he was talking there. The problem is, I don't think anyone out there actually fears Joe Biden in any way. And look, there's an obsession There's an obsession because of Twitter with playing nice, right? With being likable and all these things. And sometimes you just got to be, and I got to be careful what word I use here because I don't want to get us FCC violated, but sometimes you got to be, I'm just going to use it as a euphemism, sometimes you have to just be a total jerk, right? You can't always be Mr. Nice Guy. And when Joe Biden tries to pivot and show that he has a, you know, that he that he's willing to throw a punch, it doesn't register, right? It just doesn't register. Just like some of you out there know you had a parent at some point who you knew was never going to spank you, like when you were a kid growing up. So the threat of a spanking, you're like, yeah, you're not going to do that. Like that's what the government, uh, other governments around the world, I think, see with Joe Biden. Even the most loving family dog, you want to have capable of growling and showing teeth that's right that's a good that's a good analogy and and, you know that's i think that's true for all of us it's certainly true for the commander-in-chief here and uh, you know i just keep i I use that title even more than president right now because that's really the role that he's thrust into right yes he's he's both but right now it's this is the guy who's making the top level decisions for the united states military this is who all the generals go to sir what do we do sir how do we yes how do we go forward and i got to tell you the former commander-in-chief before him, 
who every special operations guy I talk to, and I know a lot of them, every person I know who is a door kicker, a war fighter, they just felt like he was a guy who got it and would give them the orders that need to be given to protect the American people. Here's former President Trump on what he saw yesterday. Our country is really in trouble, and it's only going to get worse. What you're watching now is only going to get worse. It can only go one way. We had something where they didn't get near us. They were petrified of us. I let them know that if they do anything, we hit them right where it hurts, which is their homes. And they know it, and they were waiting for us. They would have been very happy to let us go and and take every American and anybody else we wanted, take our equipment. And for some reason... He botched the plan and took the military out first. Now, it's a very sad day for our country and a great embarrassment. Beyond embarrassment, it's a very dangerous day for our country. I mean, Clay, we lost, we lost more American servicemen yesterday than we've lost in Afghanistan, in one day, than we've lost in Afghanistan in years. Ten years. Ten years, Buck, is the number that I saw out there. Ten years. This was the deadliest day we have had in Afghanistan in ten years. And I think it's all at the feet of Joe Biden. And unfortunately, Buck, you and I, for the past two weeks, had been saying this is where we were trending. And I just feel awful for all those people out there on the ground in Afghanistan trying to protect our country's interests and all of their families back here that they have a commander in chief. Because, Buck, you and I don't want to have an impotent commander-in-chief. Even if you are the most dyed-in-the-wool Republican and there's a Democrat president, or the most dyed-in-the-wool Democrat and there's a Republican president, you don't want a weak American president. We need somebody who can uplift our interest, and Joe Biden is not that person. I honestly wanted Joe Biden to wind down this this war with the just, you know, and continue on with the Trump administration trajectory here in a way that we would have had no no real criticism of how it was conducted because that would have meant Americans would have stayed alive that would have meant our people yes. got back home that's what we were actually rooting for it's not what we are getting and we owe it to everybody in this country to be honest about that this is a debacle it's not a partisan talking point it is we'll come back into a clay I also want to pose to you if Biden did resign would that even make you feel better can we can we come back to yeah, that because right question he's not by the way, he's question. not obviously going to resign yes. but just to play out this theoretical we'll come back to it in a minute but Switching gears for a second here, if you're experiencing everyday pain, the kind of pain that never leaves, and you just learned to deal with it, you need to know about our sponsor, Relief Factor. Mark from Texas learned about it on the radio, and when he did, the results motivated him to write us this note. Mark wrote, I've been hearing about Relief Factor on the radio for months. After an especially painful day dealing with my right shoulder, I decided to order the quick start. Within two weeks at three packs a day, the pain and tenderness in both my shoulders noticeably decreased. Thank you. Relief Factor has helped people in my family, in the Travis family, and it can very likely do the same for you and your family members. Clay, you know this is the way it goes. No doubt. Look, my wife not only is in great physical condition, she trains people. Uh, She can do Pilates. She can do spin classes. All these things that are far too technical for me. Trust me, I've tried some of this stuff. And the result is when you go hard and work out hard, you have a lot of aching. You also, as you age, have more natural aching. 
Hundreds of thousands of people, including my wife, have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on and order more. You can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com right now. You can call also 800-4-RELIEF to get the $19.95 three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby 
or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Friday edition of the program. Open line Fridays, by the way. We'll take some of your calls during the course of the program. Alex Berenson, by the way, is going to join us. We're trying to basically get him slotted in on Fridays as all this chaos surrounding COVID continues. We've obviously been focused a lot on Afghanistan this week, but we're going to talk with Alex Berenson, Jack Carr, for the latest on the ground in Afghanistan to start off the second hour of the program. But Buck Saxon asked a good question as we went to break. Would you even feel better if Joe Biden stepped down knowing that Kamala Harris is waiting in the wings? And I'll answer that question. I'm also curious what Buck thinks about it. But first, this to me was it was not a great press conference and speech from Joe Biden at all yesterday afternoon. But this to me was the personification of why Joe Biden is in over his head. Listen to this as he prepared to take questions from the media. This is Joe Biden yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, I gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. What the heck is that? It's, It's so unbelievably embarrassing that the president of the United States cannot actually pick his own people to call on. And even if you have a list, which we know he does, because there's been pictures sometimes that go out virally of a list of people that Joe Biden is going to call in and order. I, I just wonder about all of this in terms of his mental faculties. Look, you can criticize Donald Trump, and God knows he got criticized for everything. But he would stand and take questions sometimes for hours from the media, calling on people both favorable and unfavorable to him. And 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 and, and all of his press people came out and said, we never gave him a Are list you, and said, hey, you're going to call on this person first. It was like Gulliver with the Lilliputians trying to, you know, hold them down and attack him. I mean, Trump was was they would there be a frenzy during these yes. uh, gaggles and sprays and these yes. things they do and Trump would just look it was one of the most one of the more magnificent things of his presidency was just one after another you know you you know be quiet you not yes. true you that's but right he would take it Joe Biden it's all this is the this is basement Biden who is now having to walk around and act like he actually knows what the heck is going on and what's happening here, Buck, is they know what the questions are going to be, so they are prepping him for, hey, you're going to get asked by this person what that question is. And I wonder on some level, I don't know where the teleprompter is or whether the media can see it uh, as he is speaking, but I feel like a lot of these questions, they have his answer already typed out for him And he is reading most of it off of the prompter, too. Whether it's Biden or any other politician, if you don't get them off script, if they're just going to try to filibuster by reading talking points, you're never going to find out anything. Just remember, that should be a general principle here. You'll never learn anything. And, Clay, I just want to know, you feel better if Kamala Harris is commander-in-chief next week, theoretically? You do? You know, I... I I spent a lot of time... Yeah, it's it's such a great question, because I spent a lot of time, like... I feel like Kamala Harris is more mentally there, but I think she's going to make worse decisions even than Joe Biden. Let's throw it to the audience. Kamala or Joe, you have to pick. You have no choice. I'm curious what they'd say. 
I am as well. And you know what I'm not curious about is who has the best products out there for your home? The answer is Mike Lindell. He has got us hooked up all throughout the house. We have towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza sheets, all of it. Our bed, wife and I, and also all the kids in the household. We trust Mike Lindell to give us a great night's sleep. And right now they have the sell of the year on the Giza Dream Sheets. I was just out in Vegas, Buck, stayed in a lot of hotels. I got to tell you, the Giza Dream Sheets in my house, better than the most expensive sheets in Vegas hotels. And right now, you can get 50% off with the promo code Clay and Buck. 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99 with the code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Go to MyPillow.com today and get hooked up. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. As we said to you, uh, we got some big stories to get today, of course, continuing coverage and analysis of the massive suicide bombing attack at Kabul Airport yesterday. We'll be joined by uh, former Navy SEAL Jack Carr, friend of mine, great guy, best-selling author in the second hour of the program. Third hour of the program, we'll have Alex Berenson on everything going on right now. Booster shots getting moved up sooner, it seems. Biden just spoke about this. Get ready for those booster shots, folks. Get ready for the mandates in schools get ready for corporate mandates they're going to start with the hospital systems and then they're going to go all across the country i don't know maybe maybe we should try to stop it or else just wait you're you're gonna you're gonna be faced with lose your job or get the shot and get the shot again and get the shot again but i don't know i'd like to i'd like to have us hold the line somewhere on this that's that's what i'm hoping to do hoping to find a way we can uh, start that somewhere but interview last night on NBC News with uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who it's been rumored, I think, on the Internet for a while that he was, in fact, the uh, the the individual involved here. But he is the Capitol Hill police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt in the neck. Now, Clay and I, you know, I, I've had some background in law enforcement and and uh, baseline tactical training. Clay, obviously, is a lawyer. We wanted to go through some of this and, and really... First of all, it was a they couldn't have tried to make it a more favorable platform for Officer Byrd's narrative. You'll hear that yourself. We want to take this, though, piece by piece and address how I mean, for me, this is the whole thing is outrageous because the politics involved are quite clear in terms of how this has been handled. But let's start with Michael Byrd saying that he showed tremendous courage in the shooting. Of course I do. Uh, That is a very vital point. And it's something that uh, is frightening. I believe I showed the uh, utmost courage on January 6th, and it's time for me to do that now. The utmost courage, Clay. Have you heard any of the officers involved in uh, fatal shootings that got a lot of national attention, and, and including times when an assailant was reaching for a gun or going for a knife? Have you heard any of them ever say, well, I showed tremendous courage in shooting that person. No, and if they did, we already have protests, but there would be mass rioting in the streets. I I want to hear all these quotes, and I want our audience to hear them all, because I think with everything going on with Afghanistan, uh, reasonably, this story has kind of slid under the radar. But I want to keep playing these quotes, and I just want you, as you listen to these quotes... Just think 
what the reaction would be from Black Lives Matter if a white police officer who shot an unarmed uh, protester had said all of these things, what the reaction would be compared to the comparative crickets in response to this. Let's just keep playing these clips because, again, I think a large part of our audience has not heard all of these quotes. And certainly, as you said, Buck, this gentleman had not even been named prior to this interview that he just decided to do. Here he is discussing that he believed Ashley Babbitt was posing an imminent threat. Remember, this is a an unarmed woman still on the other side of the door trying to break in and open a door. He has the gun drawn for quite his plenty of time. He can see exactly what's going on. It's on video. We have video of this encounter. Here is what he says. I've been yelling and screaming as loud as I was. Please stop. Get back. Get back. Stop. We had our weapons drawn. We see your arm out there for a considerable amount of time. Were you wavering? I was taking a tactical stance. You're ultimately hoping that your commands will be complied with. And unfortunately, they were not. What did you think this individual was doing at that at that moment? She was posing a threat to United States House of Representatives. All right, Lawyer Clay. She's posing a threat. How was she posing more of a threat than we can see in the video? There are people all pressed against the door. So under this use of force justification, that's very specific, it seems, to this circumstance. And by the way, I've, I've been all morning. I've been checking in with law enforcement friends of mine yes. who are back the blue guys. And, and they're the one they say you hit a Capitol Hill police officer in the head with a rock or something. You know, you got to serve time there. They back law enforcement. They say this is something else. Clay, if that's the use of force justification, could this officer have unloaded his whole clip and shot eight people up against that door? They were all posing a threat. In theory, yes. In theory, that's the point, Buck, right? And again, I don't like when we put ourselves in a position where we have to microanalyze every single police officer in the moment. But I do think that we need to apply consistent standards that uh, that are equal to all police officers. And we've said this for a long time. Look, I am a uh, steadfast believer that we need more police officers, defund the police, the dumbest argument that's made in the 21st century in American political life. But every police officer is not perfect. And certainly, I can't even remember, Buck, hardly ever a police officer come out and basically call himself a hero for shooting an unarmed woman or man for that matter. I just I can't remember it ever happening before. And I'm thinking to myself, what would the response have been in the media if that had ever happened? I think we have one more clip of this gentleman uh, who fired the shot that killed Ashley Babbitt uh, that we should play where he says, basically, Buck, if I'm not mistaken, that he saved countless lives based on his choice. Well, it's disheartening if he was in the room or anywhere and I'm responsible for him. I was prepared to do the same thing for him and his family. Would you have his back today if you were so assigned? I sure would, because it's my job. Sorry, Clay, that's on me. I fired the wrong one there. But that <laughs> that was in response to uh, the question about Donald Trump saying that he's a, he's a murderer. Trump said that yeah. Lieutenant Byrd's a murderer, but to, to the one that you brought up, he did say he saved countless According lives. According to law, it does not. I know based on my training and my policy, 
uh, what I did was appropriate. Have you continued to question your actions that day? I knew that day I followed my training and I spent countless years preparing for such a moment. You ultimately hope that moment never occurs, but you prepare as best you can. I know that day I saved countless lives. How could he have saved countless lives? Let, let's let's unpack this, Clay. That's the that's there, the dumbest and most ridiculous statement that he made in the entire interview to me. There are, are there are hundreds of rioters, and as yes. we know, a lot of them were walking around taking selfies. A and, lot of you them know, were doing, you know, they, with selfie sticks. They, they they had selfie sticks, but okay, there were some rioters who were violent police and destroyed property. That is a fact. That's true. Okay, how many of them actually tried to use lethal force and succeeded in doing it against anybody? The answer is zero. They didn't actually kill anybody. So by shooting, what he's saying is by shooting Ashley Babbitt in the neck, there are riders in other parts of the facility. There are riders, you know, swarming the Capitol complex. He saved countless lives. Really? How does that make any sense? It's a total lie. And and what I would say is just picture. This is what I want everybody out there listening to us right now to picture. Pretend that a police officer shoots a protester during Black Lives Matter. And let's make it a white police officer who shoots a young, unarmed black person. What would the reaction be in the media if that police officer did a public interview and claimed that he saved countless lives? There would be mass protests in the streets and the outrage meter would be off the charts. Yet this quote comes out sit-down interview, and I bet many of our uh, listeners right now, the first and only time they will hear that quote will be from us on this show, Buck. I really think that. I'm not seeing it played anywhere else, hardly. Clay, there were thousands of officers who were wounded, some quite seriously, over the course no of doubt. the BLM protests. Who were being directly attacked. By, by being physically assaulted by protesters that is what happened now if you're being punched or kicked or hit with a rock by a protester that's pretty clear that you're under threat and yet as you and i both know especially with the dynamic you described if a blm protester particularly a young black uh protester was shot from 15 feet away for refusing a command which is essentially an anti-trespass command from a law enforcement officer there, there would be more. There'd be buildings burned down, That's and you'd right. have CNN standing in front and, of them. And saying, by the way, that well, officer would 100 percent be charged with a crime. We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We don't really need these buildings anyway. It's just pro- we're just burning buildings down now because people mostly are peaceful upset. protest. It, it, what I am arguing for, and this is me putting my lawyer hat on, Buck, is, and and I know this frustrates a lot of people out there. I still believe in the idea of justice being blind. That's why Lady Justice, when you look at the scales of justice, is wearing a blindfold. Because we have to look at all the facts. And what I was trained in law school is only three things matter in every case. The facts, the facts, the facts. The facts are now out entirely about this case. And are we applying the same standards of justice to this Capitol Hill police officer as we would in other circumstances? I think the answer is we are not. And the reason why we're not is because of politics. And I understand that Ashley Babbitt was not without flaw, right? I'm not proclaiming that she was 100% innocent in this scenario. But I understand why her family has filed this $10 million wrongful death lawsuit and why they're looking around and saying, wait a minute, 
if you change the politics in this scenario, our son or daughter protesting for Black Lives Matter would be a martyr and there would be significant charges probably brought against this police officer. But in this situation, that's not occurring. And I think these are all legitimate and serious and real questions, which people in our position should be discussing in an honest fashion with their audience. And I bet, Buck, we are one of the only shows out there that will actually do this anywhere today. And we will continue to do so. We've also got coming up Jack Carr, former Navy SEAL, to talk about the list that was allegedly handed over or now reported. And I think it's been confirmed handed over of all U.S. personnel and Afghans who are helping. So stupid. I mean, as an ex-CIA guy, handing out lists with names like this is just... You, you think to yourself, how could anyone have such poor operational security? We'll talk to Jack about that. And uh, also, we got Berenson on COVID. Um, we'll take your calls because we got a lot of people weighing in, Clay, on Kamala versus Joe. If you have to pick, don't call in and say, you know, we, we yeah, of course, I want Trump, too. But if you have to pick Kamala or Joe. Um, but let's let's switch gears here for a moment, because this year marks the 20th anniversary of 9-11, 20 years since nearly 3,000 innocent civilians were killed by terrorists on our soil. Inspired from that day, the Talented Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. They're bringing hope to families across the country by giving 200 mortgage-free homes to heroes and their families. Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children are getting their mortgage paid off so they can stay in their homes where their memories are. Clay, it's an amazing organization. Yeah, and that's not all. In an emotional tribute to the fallen, Frank Siller's Never Forget Walk is taking him more than 500 miles by foot to connect the 9-11 sites. You can help Tunnel the Towers honor America's heroes as we approach the 20th anniversary of 9-11 by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives, and every day the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. 
You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We are going to get to some calls here. We said it's Open Line Friday, and we mean it. David in Davis County, Utah. What have you got? We're going to have to keep Joe until uh, after this Afghan disaster is done. If we don't, the Taliban and ISIS-K will gain the ultimate cachet. We removed an American president and i think it would make things even worse it's interesting. an interesting it's an interesting argument i think buck uh my thoughts on this would be that we're not removing biden because of what happened in afghanistan we're removing him overall for the incompetence at the border for inflation surging for the murder rates hitting all-time high in other words all of these adding together are what demonstrates biden's incompetence this is just the latest example of that and by the way even before the terror attack afghanistan was incompetent this was just unfortunately that additional disaster yeah thank you david though interesting uh, interesting point of view on that i think he's right i mean that would definitely play into look the only way biden goes is if he resigns right that there's there's no mechanism there's no universe in which the democrats i, I by the way i don't care you could find joe biden on video doing anything doesn't matter Democrats are not going to impeach their guy. So he would have to step down, Clay. He's not going to do it. But if he did do it, there is that component of where the Taliban would say we we even brought an American presidency to its knees, which they're kind of doing anyway. Well, and I think also the other angle is I'm not sure Democrats want Kamala in office, right? No. Because she's so much less popular than Biden. That was the big theory coming into the election was that if Biden won he would resign and he would allow Kamala to run as the incumbent in 2024. And I think there was a fear that she would be a stronger incumbent, certainly, than he would. Because let's be honest, 
I would put the chances that Joe Biden is able to run in 2024 at zero right now. Like I just wow. I don't see zero. Look at like, you. I don't bold. see. I don't see any way based on his uh, press conferences and his public availability and the decline that I feel like we're seeing on a week-to-week and month-to-month basis in his mental and physical faculties, I don't think there's any way. And, Buck, look, this is the sad thing about using uh, the campaign from the basement. I think that there's no way Joe Biden wins if he has to go on the road and campaign, right. because it, I think his frailty would have been it, so it much was, more noticeable. He was unique to the situation of lockdown year and COVID, a guy everyone knew, and they could say, oh, but it'll all be normal, and he's good old Joe, and then they had, they hit him in the basement. But this is a little bit like in Ghostbusters when they say, you know, choose the form of the destructor, and you have yes, to pick, yes. and then you get the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, you know, it's like we, we choose the form of the destructor, in either uh, Joe Biden uh, or Kamala Harris here. Dale in Northampton says he'd rather have. Well, Dale, you tell us. Yeah. Fire away, bud. Yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I say uh, Camilla can't do anything worse than this guy has done. He's proven to be a total failure. She might laugh a lot, but I don't think she'd laugh about American citizens dying or the Afghans dying. All right, all right Dale. I, Dale's going. Dale's going. Uh, a vote. A vote for Kamala. Let's see. We we get Lonnie in Beaumont, Texas. Lonnie, who you got? Well, I hate to say this, but Hillary Clinton. Wow. <laughs> Hello, here, here, Hillary. I, I, this this is an interesting question. If we made people I vote, I actually think Hillary is wildly more of a uh, effective leader than either Joe Biden or Kamala Harris would be, right? If you had to pick one of those three, like you can toss in Nancy Pelosi as well. I can't even believe I mean, Do you agree with me, right? Like if you had to pick. Wow, this is really, this is rough, man. This is if like. If you had you know, to pick somebody to respond to. Uh, to this is to like, what's do I want to cut right off now? my toe or my finger, Clay? I know, it's rough. a tough call. We, we got we to get back to a Jack Carr here, former Navy SEAL, in just a few minutes. We'll come back to it. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Since 9-11, the Tunnel the to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.